0: You know, uh, we read today the story of the Parsha, we're up to Rivi in the portion of Korach. And while most of the time we focus on the beginning of the story in which uh, Korach, a cousin of Moshe, challenged Moshe Rabbeinu's right to uh, the leadership and distribute the honors to whoever he saw fit, that was Korach's argument. Of course, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do anything but by the instruction of God. But Korach claimed that he was just doing it on his own, and he challenged him. But the interesting thing is that the first part we read that God made a, uh, a great miracle. Two things happened. First of all, there were 250 leaders that all wanted challenged Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe said to them they should all bring their pans put incense in there and whoever Hashem wants uh, Hashem will show and what happened was that the 250 other leaders they all burnt in the fire and it was only uh, the Katoris of, of Aaron that blasted so that was one sign of God that uh, they can't rebel and Aaron is the one that is in charge uh, that is by the words of Hashem, it's Hashem's doing, and then uh, the other thing is that all those that went with Korach and the families, they were all swallowed in the ground, Hashem made a, a big sinkhole over there, and all of the people that belonged to Korach, all went ended up into the ground, and they were swallowed up as, um, and, and, and you couldn't tell, everything went back to normal and that's it, so seems like it was proven beyond any doubt. It was just very clear from all these signs that Moshe is right. Moshe's appointments are God's wishes. And uh, these people rebelled. So what happens what we read in yesterday and today, what happens that the day, following day, the Jews are complaining again. What are the Jews complaining? They're saying you killed the God's people and once again uh, uh, it says that they gathered up against Moshe and, uh, and here again uh, Moshe and Aaron they came to the Omo they were trying to escape from all the um, the crowds were trying to lynch them or to do bad to them and, and God is a punishment further uh, there was a plague Matter of fact, in this plague, the verse says, today's parasha, it says uh, 14,700. Uh, that's in addition to those who died for Korach, so in addition to 250, in addition to all that was found on the ground. It was a much larger number of here. We're talking about 14,700 people died because they rebelled against Moshe. Now, question is, I mean, it's kind of hard to understand. I mean, they, they saw outright, you know, what was going on over there. And, um, Rashi explains, in the beginning, Rashi explains, what Korach knew that, um, you know, he's not going to be able to, um, not going to be able to win this argument, he knew that he was going against Hashem, why did he do it? And Rashi explains that, well, he he misread, he didn't realize, but Rashi also says that um, these people they weren't going to accept Moshe Rabbeinu even at the price of their life they said no we're going to rebel against him it doesn't matter even if they're going to, no matter what And we see unfortunately they were stubborn in their ways that they wanted to rebel against Moshe Rabbeinu but the question is after everything was proven to them everything was seen and not only that, Moshe Rabbeinu said they should take the the pants that they used they should use them as a covering for the mizbeach. so it seemed like they had their, their lesson already. Why? How come they're fighting again? I mean, why, how could they continue to do this? And and then how, how does it help uh, what it says later on, um, what Hashem says in tomorrow's portion, it says Hashem told each one tribe to bring their staff. They brought it inside into the tent of meeting. And it was Aaron's staff that blossomed. So how did that... Blossoming of iron staff, you know, change, change their mind. Um, how do, I mean, if nothing else worked before, how 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 this is going? How is this going to work? Uh, it seems like you know, There's two approaches to um, how to overcome, you know, an opponent. You know, you can just you know uh, beat them up uh, on them, and um, you know push them down, push them to the ground, and you know subdue them. But what happens is as soon as you let go, you know, they 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 fight back. You haven't changed around. Like you would say, a teacher in a classroom. So while the teacher is in the classroom, so all the kids are afraid to, you know, they're afraid of the teacher. But as soon as the teacher walks out of the classroom, they're jumping off the walls. What does that mean? That means that really the children haven't learned the lesson that they have changed their minds that they learned the lesson how to behave. They haven't become uh, mature enough to know that you have to behave properly. It's only it's sort of an external force, outside force, the fear of the teacher or punishment of the principal, something like that, which keeps them in, in check. But as soon as that fear is over, they right away um, act out again. But a real good teacher is that he can actually change the attitudes of the students. He makes the students understand that you know their behavior he impacts their behavior so it seems like in the first time Moshe Rabbeinu proved his point that what took place over there he proved the point he says he's right you know but it doesn't seem like the effort was taken to change their minds that they should understand what they did wrong to them to train them around that's why the verse says it came the next day you know, okay, they're punished, so it lasted for a while, it lasted but the next day, they're back to their own behavior, because their behavior in essence, they didn't change anything, they didn't really learn any lessons from what took place over there but it seems like the next time around Moshe Rabbeinu told them each one uh, to produce the staff, it wasn't just that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, punished them, and uh, but he said look, he says uh, uh, we're going to go in, and this was a positive sort of an experience. Instead of just a punishment, he showed how the uh, stick blossomed. And uh, a stick normally uh, blossoms if it's connected to the ground, if it has a life force in here. But here, the stick was many, uh, many a long time off the tree, and it was separated. And normally, a dried out stick doesn't grow anything, you ha- can't grow anything and basically Hashem was showing them that those that are connected to Hashem uh, in like Aaron that have that power, uh, they have that unique uh, nurturing that even in their situations even in the stick, even in the dried out, they still have the ability to make it grow, which represents that It's not only people that are righteous, that are connected to the tree, they're growing, you can see them alive. But people who are seemingly dead, like a stick, who can make a stick grow? A stick is worthless. In Yiddishkeit it would mean, there's some people you can see that they're connected to their Judaism, they're connected to to life force, because they have some connection to God. But if you have... uh, a distant stick which has been once upon a time connected, it's no longer connected to life. That thing can't grow. It's gone. Shem showed Aaron has that power because of his special leader. He can make something grow even if it's been detached for a long time. He can find the little bit of life in it and have it beautifully uh, bring about, grow some beautiful things. And that's why they understood at this point that Aaron has that special connection with God. And you can say this also as we're coming up to Gimel Tammuz, the third day of Tammuz. Uh, when you look around, some Jews, people gave up on them. They said they were, they may be Jewish, they come from a tree, they, you know, technically they were connected. At some point, they come from Jewish parents, so they have the lineage. At some point, they were a tree. But at this point you say, well, they've been detached from the tree, they've gone away, far away, there's no life left in them, there's nothing, they're not, they're practically, for all practical purposes, they're no longer Jewish, because they're dead, they're dead, there's nothing. Else. But Aaron, the Kohen can find life even in them, make them grow as well. And that's the, the Rebbe's message, the Rebbe's life was to find these Jews, the lifeless, those sticks that have been detached a long time ago, and find the life in them, and make them grow again. And the Rebbe has done a, a, an incredible, incredible job at finding these lost sticks, these detached sticks, and bringing back life into them, <laughs> making them grow, as we read in the Haftori, the dried out uh, bones, who people said there was no life in them anymore. There's no, no, nothing there. Bring them back, and not only do they uh, come back to life, but they are beautiful almonds and beautiful things, and that's the power of it. That was something that went into the conscience of the Jewish people so they can appreciate that now. And what it tells us is we can't beat up on our kids, we can't beat up on our students, we can't just force them into certain things. Of course, we have to guide them as we can, but we also have to make them love. We have to make them appreciate Yiddishkeit. You have to make them, if you just force them, you you push it down by force, then the next day, once the force is off, they're off on their own. They're not going to go like the Korach. You know, you tried, you worked, but you have to also take the time to give them the meaning, the love, the care, the traditions. Explain to them, make them appreciate, make them enjoy, make them enhance their experience, make it come alive. If you make it come alive, you make it. Then they'll just follow it. They'll just go in this direction, and they will shine. And you will see that your offsprings, your students, the other next generation will be a generation that is blooming with beauty, with our traditions, with love of God. And we hope that uh, we will continue doing what the Rebbe has asked from us. And if we do the right things, we will actually merit to be very soon together with the Rebbe again, Chis Gula and we hope this happens very soon in our days, even before Gimel Thomas this year.